Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, and today is an episode ending in zero, which is when we talk about doing Profit First right, we do some FAQs and dive into getting everything T's crossed and I's dotted keeping you on the path to permanent profitability. So episodes ending in zero are when we do what I just talked about and what we're going to do today. But also too, don't forget that episodes ending in five feature our chief profit first professional guide, Billy Ann Grigg, and episodes ending in eight feature Mike Michalowicz when we dive into his mailbag. So uh, you can either email uh, hello at Profit First Nation and we will answer your questions. You can also go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact to uh, connect with us there as well and submit a question. We love to hear from you. Don't worry. Typically, if you ask a question, you'll get a response right away. You don't have to wait for the answer to come up on this podcast. So use that as a resource, please. So what I want to do today is I want to walk through uh, the and a basic profit first allocation flow for your allocations. And then we're going to walk through and answer some questions related to an advanced profit first allocation flow. And then we are going to just answer some commonly asked questions that relate to implementing profit first right and kind of like syncing back up to the official how to implement profit first checklist. All right. So we do have three graphics for this episode and, uh, you're watching us on YouTube. You're seeing the graphics. If you're not, don't worry. I'll talk you through it, but you can also, uh, get the graphics that we have for today's episode, which are the basic profit first allocation flow, the advanced profit first allocation flow, as well as the official checklist on how to implement profit first by going to profitfirstnation.com and clicking on resources. If you already subscribe to our resources, then great. When you opt into our resources, you can get the resources uh, sent to you when every episode comes out and those can be emailed or texted to you. All right. Got the admin out of the way. Let's dive in. So when you think about profit first, this visual probably will help you. So you, the client pays you. And when the client pays you, that money goes into your income account and it just sits in your income account until your allocation day. All right. So money just accumulates in that income account, every deposit into the income account, and you don't touch it. You don't do anything with it until your designated allocation day. So the book recommends the 10th and the 25th for your allocation days. That would be two times a month. That means you're doing 24 allocations per year. What's important is rhythm is the key. It's always the 10th and the 25th. It's always the same day. Now, some alternate allocation rhythms that just might work better for your business is if you pay, if you're, if you have payroll every other week, bi weekly payroll, 
then maybe you do your allocations like I do in our businesses on the Wednesday prior to a Friday pay date. All right. So every two weeks on Wednesday, we're doing our allocations. It means that we're doing allocations 26 times a year, but no harm, no sweat, no big deal. Still takes less than five minutes. Um, we recommend that you don't do allocations any more frequently than weekly. All right. Uh, so, and, and if you are a business that, uh, you know, a, a real estate agent, for example, uh, or, you know, you work on a contract basis and you get about, you know, five or six contracts a year, then what you can do actually is, um, is just, you know, when you have those type of big events, because there's less than 10 a year, um, then you can just do those allocations on the day that you get that big infusion of cash. All right. But that would be the only exception. Now, another really commonly asked question, probably the most commonly asked question is, uh, what kind of accounts do my profit first accounts need to be? So you have five core profit first accounts. They are income, Profit, owner's pay, tax, and operating expenses. These should all be business checking accounts. Your five core profit first accounts should be business checking accounts. All right. If you don't have a business checking account because you haven't established yourself as a business, then guess what? You don't have a business. You have a hobby. All right. So, you know, at, 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 at about at least if you don't want to do it out of the gate, I don't know why, but if you don't want to do it out of the gate, then when you hit the $20,000 mark in sales, then you, you need to go through the steps. It doesn't cost much money. You need to go through the steps and you need to establish yourself as a legal business entity, whether it's a subchapter S corp, an LLC, et cetera. Talk to an attorney or talk to a CPA to help you determine what is the best structure for you. But, you know, until you have a, a, a business entity, you have a hobby. All right. And, and, and if you have a hobby, it's worth nothing. You can't sell it. You, it's, it's, it's just a hobby. So when you have a business, it's serious. It's the right mindset and you make things happen. And so that's why your profit first core accounts need to be business checking accounts because you own a business. And if you own a business, they need to be business checking accounts. All right. Um, now your profit hold and your tax hold accounts, those can be savings accounts, savings accounts at your inconvenient bank. Now don't skip the step of having the profit hold and the tax hold account at your inconvenient bank and don't get lazy and bypass having the profit and tax account at your primary bank. It is really important. You, uh, and, and, and why, why jack the system? Why think you're the exception? Why, you know, start to muddy the waters? Just open the five freaking accounts at your primary bank as checking accounts, income, profit, owner's pay, tax, and operating expenses, and then haul your ass to an inconvenient bank and open up your profit hold and tax hold as savings accounts. Okay. 
So related to that, um, we have a question from Michelle Kay, who's a design director. I've set up my five accounts and started transferring the percentage. I've done my instant assessment too, and I'm not too far off from the target allocation percentages or TAPS, which is great. Um, I've canceled a few unnecessary software subscriptions that I don't need to cut down on my expenses. Woohoo! You are starting, sounds like, to follow the steps correctly to implementing profit first. So um, her question is, should I add all of these five accounts to my zero accounting software. So zero is, is just a, a accounting software like QuickBooks. Um, or is that adding extra work? I know I will need to have my income, operating expenses and tax account reconciled showing, but what about profit and owner's pay? Thank you. Michelle K. All right, Michelle. So again, we're not going to cut corners. Uh, if this is a checking account, if you have these accounts opened up at your business bank, then they need to be accounted for in your financial system. And you need to put them into Zero or QuickBooks or whatever accounting platform that you need. Um, because we're going to account for every dollar in the business. And we want clarity. We want it to be crystal clear. And so you are going to put these accounts in your, uh, in your accounting platform. And you're also going to put in your profit hold and tax account hold in, uh, that accounting system as well. All right. So now we are going to kind of go advanced. All right. Uh, we talked about basic profit first and advanced profit first means that you are operating with more than the five core primary profit first accounts. And so examples of, of how this might work is that, um, you know, if you have a business that has, uh, contractor expenses or materials expenses or cost of goods, or you collect sales tax or you pay commissions, then actually those you're going to want to have accounts for each of those things that I described. So what I like to say is that um, your client pays you and you're going to deposit the money you collect from, from customers into an accounts receivable account. All right. So money comes into an accounts receivable account. All right. Um, and maybe you have credit card transactions coming in, et cetera. Little pro tip when you have the accounts receivable account, uh, leave a little cushion in there, uh, so that, you know, it, it just manages the credit card processing fees that you don't necessarily control, but that your processor expects you to have in that account. All right. So you're going to deposit money into the AR account. And then, um, what's going to happen is, is, is you can again do this on your allocation day, but you're going to do some, some pre allocations before you get to the, that income balance where you're going to do your profit first allocations from. So sort of your pre income allocations are you're going to peel off what you collected in sales tax and you're going to take that money from the AR account and you're going to move it into your sales tax account. Then you're going to peel off what you paid for materials or cost of goods. And you're going to put that in your cost of goods or materials account. All right. 
And, and this answers the, the next question of, you know, what, what, what if I have, how do I, how do I have money to replenish my inventory? Well, it's right here, people. The money that you, that when you sell something, that cost of goods, that materials, it goes into that cost of goods or materials account. And that is your budget for replenishing inventory. All right. Um, if you pay commissions, you're going to pull that money out into in a commissions account because it's, it's not necessarily a, it, it's, it's, it's not your money. It's already been committed, et cetera. So it's a little bit different than, than payroll. Um, but it does go into payroll. So you'll, but, but you have to account for it. So you'll take that commissions dollar amount as a, as a, as a takeout before you get to your income allocations, but you will take that commissions and, and then eventually sweep it into payroll. Um, if you use contractors, that's a hard fixed expense and it was a cost of, of, of doing the business and making that delivery. So you're going to take that contractor's money out as well. And then, so, so when you take that, accounts receivable account and you peel out the sales tax, you peel out the cost of goods or materials, you peel out the commissions. Um, then what's left is what then gets transferred from your AR account into your income account. All right. So now the AR account is zero. And after all of those other pre-allocation uh, peel-offs, you have a balance in your income account now. And now is when you do your profit first allocations. And again, here, you may have some additional accounts in it, in addition to the four profit owners pay tax and operating expenses. If you have payroll, we recommend having a payroll account. And if you have a payroll account, you're still going to allocate to owners pay, but you are going to sweep after you allocate to owner's pay, you're going to sweep that money from owner's pay into the payroll account because you're getting paid out of the payroll account, just like everyone else. And, um, and you're going to sweep that commissions that we took out, um, sort of pre income, um, allocation to, to the payroll account as well so that it gets paid on that person's paycheck. Um, another additional advanced account is marketing. This is really important because a lot of people are overspending and not getting that 6x to 10x return on marketing. So it's good to kind of limit yourself and make sure that you're only spending what you have allocated in that marketing account. And then of course, you'll have the operating expenses and then Absolutely. After we finish those, those allocations from the income account to profit, owners pay, tax, payroll, marketing, operating expenses, we are going to then do our sweeps from profit to profit hold at the inconvenient bank and from tax to tax hold at the inconvenient bank. So, um, so this question was from Lisa Marie P. I opened my profit first bank accounts. Woohoo. Go Lisa Marie. Now I'm trying to figure out how to add reserves account to buy inventory and how much I should add to it percentage wise. Wondering if you could explain it to me. I'm a small women's clothing boutique owner. Thank you. All right, Lisa Marie. So, um, <clears throat> you can either when, when we talked about uh, that advance flow and depositing money into an accounts receivable account, um, and then and then peeling off the money to sales tax and then to cost of goods, in your case, uh, you could either do it as a percentage. So 
uh, most boutiques uh, are are marking things up 100%, which means that when you sell something for $100, it costs you $50 to buy it. So you could do it as a straight percentage to cost of goods, or you could allocate at the exact cost. So for our construction material supply business, we have a uh, an an ERP system that actually tells us what when we when we collect money from the client, it gives us a real clear breakdown um, of what our actual cost of goods was on that sale. So that goes into the cost of goods account. Uh, we, it tells us exactly what sales tax is in California. There are oh I don't know. 5,000 different tax rates based off of city, county, blah, 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 blah. So, um, so we have to, get, so we have to really understand what, what the actual tax rate was in each place. And, uh, so then, so then we sweep to sales tax and then what's left over is our margin. Um, and that is what goes into our income account. So, uh, so for you, I would say that, um, you, you probably just need to figure out what that, what that percentage is. And, um, and, and you can do that by just looking at part of your instant assessment. When you looked at your prior year's financials, you know, what was the percent of cost of goods to, to your total sales and, um, and then use that percentage going forward, but make sure that you're, you're checking on it. Um, uh, and, and, and ideally you're raising your prices a little bit. So, um, so, so that cost of goods percentage is actually coming down and your margin is increasing when you're, when you are, um, increasing your pricing. Okay. So the next question related to this advanced kind of concept of, of having additional accounts to give you more clarity in your business for profit first. Uh, this one comes from Zoe H in, New Zealand. So I'm a nutritionist and naturopath in New Zealand with a niche for treating chronic skin conditions such as eczema and psoriasis. I'm two years into my business, although I don't really count the first year as we were in lockdowns for most of it. I have a question regarding the assessment. Is the materials and subs row product stock, like raw material for making creams and prepackaged stock and things like jars, bottles, labels, etc. Um, I've put in my accounts for year ending 2023. Uh, so should I wait for this before I do the assessment ending in 2022, since that was um, not really an ideal reflection of the business? Okay, great question. So um, the cool thing about this is I did talk about like using, you know, your prior year's, um, financials when you're doing your instant assessment to also then figure out what your percentage of was cost of goods. Now for you, I mean, you should always kind of know what your, what your cost of goods are, obviously. And so you, and you know what you're selling it for. So I would get a spreadsheet and, and start figuring this out and just adding everything up. So, so everything that it, almost everything that it takes to, to make the product. So the, the jars, the bottles, the labels, the raw materials. If you're buying prepackaged things, all of that, that, that goes into the product that you sell eventually, uh, whether you're relabeling it, whether you're manufacturing it yourself, et cetera, all of those things would be considered cost of goods. They're not operating expenses. So all of those should be factored in. And again, you know, like you can figure out 
what, uh, what, what that is and, and assign like a, a hard percentage to it and, and say, okay, well, I figured out that when it all comes out, it, it's 50% is my cost of goods of, of total sales. The other thing that you can do is you could look at, and if, if you're selling, if you have, I mean, if you have a hundred SKUs, you can't do it, but if you have five, 10 SKUs, then you might have different cost of goods percentage for each of those SKUs. And so you could, again, take maybe 10 more minutes, um, and, and, and look at, you know, how many of each SKU you sold and then figure out, you know, what the net was after cost of goods for each of those SKUs. If the, if the cost of goods varies by SKU and then, um, and then, and then, and then you're taking out that kind of exacting cost of goods based off of the SKU sales and what the specific cost of goods were for each of those SKUs. Okay. Great question, Zoe. And then our final question comes from JC. Uh, I have a small business and I'm following the profit first setup. I have a ton of expenses. My question is, when will I know I'm at the point where I'm able to allocate monies to the different accounts? Should I just keep allocating and it will eventually even out? Or is there a different way to approach this? Or is that the nitty gritty stuff that the accountants should be worried with? Just trying to make sure I'm not creating additional work, setting the system up right away. Um, and I have all five counts set up and depositing into my income count, getting ready to distribute the percentages throughout profit first. Okay. Best regards, JC from J Squared Enterprises. All right, Mr. J, thanks for the question. Um, I'm going to make some assumptions here that I'm going to be pretty confident about because when I actually have dialogue and conversations with people when they email me a question and we hop on a Zoom and, and talk about it, these are very common sort of, okay, now what kind of things and such. So... It sounds like you've opened your accounts and, and, and hopefully, you know, the step, the next step is, is once you open those accounts, just start allocating 1% to profit. Just start allocating 1% to profit. Start building that profit muscle. And, you know, it said you're saying that you have a ton of expenses. So if you've done the instant assessment, okay, you can't skip the instant assessment. You need to do the instant assessment and you need to figure out what percentage of your revenue right now is operating expenses. And let's just say that right now your operating expenses is 80% of your total revenue. And for your business, you need to be at 30% operating expenses. Well, if you start allocating at 30% when your actual is 80%, then it will never even out. You're going to have a big mess. Trust me, I did it. That's why my penance is running this podcast uh, all these years later. But um, so, so what you want to do is, is you have to do your instant assessment. You have to figure out where you are now. If you're at 80% operating expenses, then, you know, you, 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 you need to create your rollout plan and you need to determine how you're going to adjust quarter over quarter. Remember, it takes six to eight quarters to move from your current allocation percentage to your target allocation percentage. So if you're at 80% operating expenses and we want to get to 30% operating expenses, then what you're going to want to do, honestly, is, is when you start implementing this, your operating expenses is probably going to only go down to 77%. 
All right. Because you, you, you can figure out how to do more with 3% less, right? And then, you know, but, but you want to get this plan built out now. All right. So let me kind of transition into just getting you guys refreshed on those, those steps to implementing profit first. Make sure that you grab the official checklist. If you think you've already implemented profit first, but now you're maybe not quite so sure you got it right, then go back, pull this checklist and, and run through it. So there's three phases to it. There's the start, the execute, and the iterative refinement. Profit first is not a set it and forget it system. You need to be continually, you know, looking at things because your business is going to change. You know, maybe you're going to go from um, $500,000 to a million dollars. Well, that's a whole new set of target allocation percentages, my friends. So, you know, you don't want to be keeping to operate your business at the $500,000 level target allocation percentages when you're at more than a million dollars. All right. So, so, so this is like a fun game and it's just. Let's be honest, making you richer. Um, so in the start phase, there are four steps. Number one, get your butt to the bank and open up those business checking accounts, those primary accounts, income, profit, owners pay tax and operating expenses. Then number two, step number two, you're going to start allocating 1% to profit with every deposit. Then number step number three, you're going to haul your ass to that convenient bank, open your profit hold and your tax hold accounts. Those are savings accounts. Step number four in the start phase is you're going to determine your allocation rhythm and schedule your first allocation day. So the book recommends the 10th and the 25th. Maybe for you, it's going to be Wednesdays before your Friday payroll. Maybe it's going to be every Friday if you're going to do it weekly, but you need to establish that rhythm and commit to it. Phase two, the execution phase. So you are step number five, going to do that initial assessment and figure out where you are now in terms of your percentages with regards to profit, owner's pay, tax, and operating expenses. Most likely your tax percent is going to be zero. Okay. Because you've just been paying yourself or, or, and, and your profit might be a little bit meager too. So just remember that profit owners pay and tax are three servings for you, the owner. And so that's going to total a percentage and you can kind of play because those are three servings for you. But as long as that total remains, you know, like where it needs to be in terms of those three servings and, and ideally when you get to your target allocation percentage, um, then, then you, then you can have a little bit of play there with, with, with those percentages. If you're paying yourself payroll, you know, you might want to bring your tax percentage down a little bit because you're paying those taxes, um, out of payroll and such. So not a problem there, but again, an advanced tactic. Um, and of course, work with a certified certified, please, a certified Profit First professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach. You know how to get them. You go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact. And there you will be able to connect with one of my certified Profit First professional peeps. All right. Back to the action. Step number six is reverse engineer your business. So you really want to watch that. Um, and we actually at Profit First Nation and under resources have done a live event on reverse engineering. So you can catch it live or uh, catch the replay on that. And really, it gives you 
such great clarity about where you're going with your business and like game changer here. If you have not reverse engineered the numbers in your business, you got to hit step number six. Step number seven is you're going to create your profit first rollout plan. So like we talked about with JC, you know, if he's at 80% operating expenses and his target allocation percentages for operating expenses is 30%, he's going to have to figure out how to move slowly reducing that operating expense percentage down two, three, four, maybe 5% later on um, until he hits that target allocation percentage. And it's going to take six to eight quarters to do that. Um, step number eight is um, starting to complete your allocations per your schedule and your rhythm. Then when we get into the iterative refinement phase, this you know ideally is done quarterly minimally done annually. Okay. If you do it twice a year. So the iterative refinement is, uh, you know, looking at increasing your margin. So, you know, you want to be continually assessing where your margins, do we need to raise prices? Have expenses increased and we haven't raised prices. And now that means our margin is, is, is now down. You want to maintain and increase your margin because the only two ways to increase profitability are. Oh, I heard it. I, I heard you guys say it. Yes, exactly. Increase margin and decrease expenses. So step number 10 is execute decreasing expenses. You know, expenses creep up. Subscriptions just, you know, start to pop up and, and then go unused. So you want to, um, address and look at your, your expenses, at least on a quarterly basis. You know, what can go away because whatever you're spending expenses is money not going into profit. Um, and then step number 11 is celebrate profit first on your, uh, at the end of every quarter. You take your profit distribution at the end of every quarter. And step number 12 is to adjust your allocation percentages per your plan at the beginning of the quarter. So at the beginning of the quarter, you're going to adjust and hit those current allocation percentages until you hit your target allocation percentages. So remember, you can get, um, this checklist and all the graphics at profitfirstnation.com. Click on resources. Thank you so much and cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Profit First Nation podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and that it's inspired you to take action towards achieving permanent profitability in your business. If you want to learn more about how to implement Profit First in your business and connect with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, be sure to visit us at ProfitFirstNation.com to download our how-to guides and resources. Remember, permanent profitability is within your reach, and we're here to support you every step of the way. So let's do Profit First right together. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and videos are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.